You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 10th episode of the Armchair Cricket Podcast. This is a podcast on Test Cricket by Armchair Critics of the Game. We are recording this episode on the 19th of February. Thank you for all your support. Uh, Do keep listening to our podcast and uh, do not forget to introduce this to your uh, cricket-loving friends. We really appreciate that. Um, You can find us on uh, Podbean, Apple Podcasts or Spotify uh, and any other uh, podcasting platform that you may use. Uh, just look for Armchair Cricket Podcast and you should be find us there quite easily. Um, please uh, leave us uh, a five-star rating um, and uh, share your thoughts and feedback uh, in uh, the comment section on whichever platform you use. You can uh, reach out to us by email on armchair.cricket at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at armchaircrickpod. Um, you can find us uh, active during uh, an ongoing match there on Twitter. You can join us uh, for a banter. Uh, by the way, we also have a Facebook page now. Um, just look for Armchair Cricket Podcast and uh, you should be able to find us there. Do not forget to like our page. Uh, if you have difficulty in finding our Facebook page, you can uh, find a link to that in the description below. Um, um, our uh, thoughts and prayers are with those uh, who were affected by the tragic event at Pulvoma. Um, so yeah, our condolences to all the uh, all the bereaved. Um, having said that, um, I have with me today uh, Ajit. Uh, hello, Ajit. How are you doing? Hello, Giri. Good evening. I'm doing good. How have you been? Not bad. Not bad. Not a lot of test cricket uh, between uh, this episode and the previous one. Uh, we just Indeed. finished the one with uh, between uh, South Africa and. Uh, Sri Lanka, the epic one. I'm looking forward to this week because there is more coming up. I would say it's a good thing, right? I think we got a bit of a chance to reflect on how good the victory was for Sri Lanka and also catch our breath, so to say. Yeah. No, it was yeah. such a exhilarating victory, exhilarating yeah, day cricket overall. Right. So that's a good thing. Now, um, before we go into some of the events that we can look at this week, shall we quickly visit the trivia question from last week? Yeah. yeah? Uh, so the trivia question last week or the last episode was who are the only two players to have achieved a victory by one wicket in tests twice. So at this week, we have uh, two people who had an attempted at the answer and they got an answer right. So an anonymous user who would not uh, leave a name uh, got the first part of the answer right, one player right. And uh, a friend of ours, Yashwant, I understand, got the second uh, player right. So... The answers are Inzamam Ulhak from Pakistan and Courtney Walsh from West Indies. So if you were to quickly look at the matches that they were involved in. So first I'll take a look at Walsh because I think he deserves a special mention. Uh, we all know how uh, good he is or he was with the batting, with the bat. Yeah. So he deserves a special mention here because uh, the first time he kept company uh, to uh, win the match was he kept Priyan Lara's company. So, this was a test against uh, Australia in Bridgetown in 1999, where uh, Walsh kept uh, Brian Lara company, where Brian Lara scored an identical 153. I think you mentioned this match in the previous yeah. episode as well. 
right so in this match uh, walsh took seven wickets and also was able to hang around for five balls which is always required uh, and uh, lara completed the task right so in the second such event where walsh was involved he was this time supporting his captain jimmy adams and again in this match walsh took uh, six wickets and in both these matches he had a five for each right and uh, he um, in this case was able to keep out 24 balls so by walsh uh, walsh's batting prowess i think that's a very good effort he was able to hang around for more than an hour and a quarter almost in order to keep jimmy adams company and win this match mm-hmm. for west indies so it was again a nail biter so this was the contribution from walsh the tail ender who supported another main batsman but the second player who was able to achieve it was inzamam who was the let's say the main batsman in both those tests that he won so in the first of those tests that was in karachi in uh, 1994 where shane one uh, took a lot of wickets in the match but could not win the match for australia and i think we mentioned this in the last uh, last episode mm-hmm. where you know the bice four runs that won the match for uh, pakistan and inzamam was uh, batting very low he was uh, mm-hmm. batting at number 8 and he scored a 58 not out and in this last wicket partnership with mushtaq ahmed mushtaq ahmed contributed as many runs as well he scored a 20 uh out of 30 balls so it was a very you know energetic partnership very much like uh, what we saw last uh, you know last match but uh, at least the last number 11 was contributing in the next such instance where inzamam was able to win a match with pakistan we already discussed in the previous episode it was against bangladesh so this was in 2003 in multan where as we discussed uh, so few bangladesh players were left in tears when they couldn't yeah. clinch the match and this was a really special innings from inzamam where he scored 138 not out chasing 262 to win uh, the second highest score in that innings was 37 so it was a really special innings that he made more than 100 runs more than the next highest player and then uh, you know just to round up this discussion i am very curious where kusal parera's innings would end up in the list of you know batting rankings in tests i think it's going to be in the top 5 probably or in the top 10 for sure so i'm very curious to uh, look out at some statisticians who may already be researching into this and we may get to see some articles about this in the coming months so i'm very curious about this so that was that special in innings right so now moving onwards uh, i think let's quickly do a preview of the south africa versus sri lanka second test coming up kiri what are your yeah. thoughts on this um so uh, we're just recovering from that nail biter like you said uh which happened in durban last week mm-hmm. uh, and we have another one coming up um, so the main question is uh, will sri lanka be able to pull off a serious victory against south africa and become the first south asian team to win in uh, you know in south africa south african conditions um, this is a, uh, let's uh, not forget that this is a two test match series uh, south africa sorry sri lanka has already won the first match so all they need is just a draw uh and they will be able to clinch the series it will be an interesting uh, match uh look forward to that um so it's being played at port elizabeth uh, it's on the eastern cape so uh, at the coast basically um port elizabeth uh, happens to be the home ground of one mr sean pollock uh-huh. the great the great all-rounder <laughs> indeed um, yeah so it's it's uh, traditionally i think this uh, pitch has been quite slow uh, compared to uh, uh, you know compared to pitches in the high field uh, as they call for example in centurion or at uh, um, you know uh, at uh, boring jo- johannesburg mm-hmm. um 
so this is expected to be slow you know and uh, the kind of traditional uh, and the kind of cricket that you expect to see here is more attritional so occupation at the crease um, mm-hmm. you know playing a long innings not scoring at a very high pace that's the expectation mm-hmm. here um, so spin is also expected to come into the picture at some point of time um, um so so the, the the question here is what will the team balance look like um, who are south africa going to play south africa going to play and who are uh, uh, sri lanka going to play uh, first things first uh, south africa will be uh, you know uh, will be will not be able to uh, play vernon philander because he had an hamstring strain uh, uh, during the last match mm-hmm. so he is expected to sit out or he will he will sit out for sure Uh, and that's for, and that's basically the end of uh, summer for him test summer uh, mm-hmm. season for him uh, so he will not be able to play another test match because there is world cup coming up and uh, there is south african domestic odi season um, and uh, he may get a chance to prove himself there and even uh, claim a spot in the world cup squad you never know because he, the world yeah. cup is in england so it might be a good option to play venon philander whether he's up to it that's another story Um, so uh, the replacement coming in for Vernon Philander is uh, Vian Mulder. Uh, he is uh, an all-rounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can say he's a like-for-like replacement. Uh, so he's also a swing bowler and is uh, a good batsman, a lower down uh-huh. order. He's uh-huh. an all-rounder. So, um, so will South Africa play him? Probably. Um, uh-huh. I don't know what other changes they 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 will have to make in the squad. there is also a talk about uh, bringing in an extra batsman like uh, tevnis de bruyne um, yeah. so i'm 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 curious i'm i'm going to keep an eye on this because uh, we 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 need to see what uh, other team news uh, will be there uh, uh, before the test match because it's still two days away you're right a lot of time. yeah you're right so one of those changes might be enforced vian mulder might take uh, the place of uh, vernon philander i think he started he's very young and he started his career as a you know a uh, promising batsman who could bowl fast so he's also known very well for his batting in the south african domestic circuit and as you correctly mentioned the other change that we could probably look forward to is uh, probably somebody like duane olivier who might uh, yeah. not be required on this slightly slower and a more attritional sort of a pitch and mm. uh, either south africa could include uh, somebody like zubair hamza or mm-hmm. as you said uh, theonis de brown we'll have to see which one of those might make it to the team i have a feeling uh, duane olivier might not be required on this pitch so we'll have to see because after all mulder can also bowl so you would still go in with three fast bowler of uh, two fast bowlers and one medium pacer let me put it like that and a spinner mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and i think zubair hamza can bowl a bit so that might be something if i'm not wrong he also can roll his arm over you know okay so might might work in his uh, favor if i'm not wrong right so keshav maharaj would still uh, be in play i think because it's a slow pitch so he exactly. might you, you you will probably expect him to play yeah. what about uh, this guy tabrez uh, shamsi would he get a chance i don't know if he's ever played test cricket for south africa is he uh no i don't think he has and if i'm not wrong he's not a part of the squad okay so okay. at least as things stand he okay. might be added to the squad that that could still happen but mm-hmm. uh, as far as i know he's not a part of the squad and he may not get to play really i, I think mm-hmm. there is sort of look at looking at tabrez shamsi as a uh, one day option at this point in time south africa especially with the world cup coming up they would like to keep uh, i think two uh, risk spinners mm-hmm. right okay so therefore uh, okay yeah go on no um 
uh, what do you think about Sri Lankan uh, squad? Will they retain the same squad? Do I would think? say yes. That that would make sense. Uh, it it would. I don't know if they want to do a change at the very top of the order because they have two, uh, you know, not very successful openers. One of those is a captain, so Karuna Ratna mm-hmm. will retain his spot. But they may look to shake it up a little, you know. They may let um, Tiriman out of the squad, and they may, you know, promote Dikwala to open, who uh, who does it in the short shortened formats, right? Hmm. So and because of the results of some of the batting from the last week, they may shake up their order a little. So, okay. so one of the other uh, blows they have suffered on the tour is Chamika Karuna Ratna, who was a uh, fast bowler in the squad, has been released, and another bowler has been in, inducted in his place. So, okay. bowling might more or less remain the same, but they could include somebody like uh, Sirivardana, for example, or um, you know. Um, yeah, they may actually look to strengthen the top order by adding or give one more bowling option who could roll a few uh, mm-hmm. overs in. So, Sirivardhana looks like a good candidate at this stage. So, we'll have to see what Sri Lanka also do. But I expect the majority of the team to be the same, maybe one or two changes here and there. That's all. Okay. And uh, the lower middle order, like Dhananjaya Di Silva, will he stay at number six? So I have a feeling up. he might stay, especially if Tikwala moves up the order. I think Naranja mm-hmm. De Silva will retain his spot at six. So he might not be at seven, but at six. And okay. Kushal will come in at five. Yeah, obviously. Exactly. And I think uh, this Sirivardana might follow both of these people. He might bat at seven, something like this. Okay. It remains to be seen how they plan to uh, bolster their lineup. I, of course, there is the cricket saying, right? You don't change a winning combination. It might as well just be that they might, you know, Tariman, Tiruvanna might get another test and they might just retain the whole squad. We'll, we'll see how this goes. Okay. 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 It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, and in the uh, aftermath of the first test match, uh, mm-hmm. which Sri Lanka won, mm-hmm. uh, Kusal Pereira has jumped up. Uh, 58 places in the latest test rankings that have been announced by ICC and he has moved up to the 40th position now. That's uh-huh. quite a jump, I would say. And that's a of big course. leap. Of course. Um, and uh, not surprisingly, because of his consi- consistent performances during the Australian summer, um, mm-hmm. Pat Cummins mm-hmm. uh, has moved up to the top position of uh, you know, uh, test bowlers. Okay. So I think well-deserved, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Pat Cummins. Um uh, you had something else to say about Sri Lankan news, about uh, Bowler coming back to the squad. Well, I think yeah. Akila Dhananjaya, this is more of, uh, he'll not be making the test squad, but he's he's, a, he's going to be a part of the one-day squad for the upcoming one-day series. Okay. Uh, he's basically cleared his uh, action. His action has been cleared and he can resume bowling for Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. He's been inducted back into the team, right? Mm-hmm. So, there, there have been some some other shake-ups again by Sri Lankan board which was sort of unexpected. Chandimal who was left out of the test series has been left out of the one-day series as well. Okay. So it, it, it's a bit of a shock because now I'm really wondering uh, what are they planning to do at the World Cup if they really take a really green team to the World Cup because Chandimal would be you would think is very very crucial right uh, but he's not there and of course uh, Angelo Matthews is not yet recovered. Mm, okay. So, uh, you know, um, if you remember from one of our previous podcasts, we discussed uh, Angelo Pereira, the first-class cricketer who scored two twin hundreds in a first-class yeah. match. Mm-hmm. He's made it into the one-day team on back of some good batting. And uh, Oshada Fernando, who was who's already on tour, he's been retained in the one-day squad. Mm-hmm. Also, we get to see something something special, something very unique, as always, uh, from Sri Lankan cricket. Kamindu Mendes, do you remember this guy? Uh, 
Giri? No, not actually. Okay, he sort of made his name in T20s and he sort of came to light as a person who can bowl uh, with both hands. So he bowls right arm off spin and left arm wrist spin. So he is in the squad mm-hmm. along with the other left arm wrist spinner okay. who's uh, Laksh- uh, the Sandakan, you know, Lakshan Sandakan. So yeah. these two guys are there. And so basically, again, the squad wears a very raw or a very greenish outlook. And Tharanga mm-hmm. comes back in, so that, that gives them a bit of uh, bit of experience at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, yeah and uh, before we wrap this up, uh, you know, uh-huh. the test match is going to start on the 21st. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. two days from now. So mm-hmm. it's on Friday. Sorry, on Thursday, in fact. Yeah. Uh, and looking back on uh, the, the, the at the previous test match that was played here uh, between the two teams, South Africa and uh, Sri Lanka, Mm-hmm. It was in 2016, and South Africa had won that by a massive 206 runs. Wow. Um, okay. So, um, so Sri Lanka will have to uh, come up with the goods to avoid such kind of uh, result. But I think they are better equipped this time. Hopefully, let's see if they can put up a, a better performance this time round. Okay. There is every chance they will, uh, they can. So, look forward sure. to that. Yeah. Sure. I I think this will be a very engrossing contest. South Africa never takes a beating lightly and this was not mm-hmm. a good one. So I think they'll be very keen to bounce back and I think we can expect a very good contest. Yeah. I and, have and, a feeling mm-hmm. it'll not be a one-sided contest. It'll be a tough fight. Yeah, but you know, at least uh, Faf, uh, South African captain, was magnanimous, magnanimous about the defeat. Uh, he said mm-hmm. he gave full credit to South Africa, uh, sorry, uh, Sri Lanka and uh, Kuchal Pereira. Uh, the way they, especially Kuchal Pereira batted. So, that that was good on good on him, you know, because he was very magnanimous and uh, it was gracious in defeat. Yeah, That's but there are areas for improvement, uh, of course, for South Africa, and they will come back. For sure, so I have a feeling. I think yeah. uh, they were not uh, adequate in the second innings. You know, that total mm-hmm. was a bit bit under yeah. par. They ended up giving Sri Lanka a tough chase, which Sri Lanka, you know, won. So uh, that that was a good wrap up. I think we we will discuss the upcoming uh, one of the upcoming episodes, probably even the, the very next one. But, but, mm-hmm what the result of this test match might be. So, it's a good one to look forward to. Right? Yeah. Uh, now, if you were to quickly look at uh, the ODI series that is coming up also between uh, West Indies and uh, England, this one starts on 20th, the first match of the series. Yeah. So, there is hardly 100 days from the World Cup and both the teams would be gearing up. And mm-hmm. they, I think this England one-day team is a different beast altogether, right? They are yeah. one of the favorites for the tournament. Yeah. And of course, Holder comes back for the West Indies. So, mm-hmm. right. So, also we have already discussed in one of the previous episodes. Chris Gale has been uh, added into the squad, but uh, due to some last-minute changes, so uh, West Indies have lost a couple of players and they've had to recall um, uh, Carlos Brathwaite as well into the squad. So, this you are looking for him, and he's being yeah, I'm happy to the squad. So he's back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right. So I think if you were to look at this uh, just as a preview for the very first match, I think West Indies uh, will have a tough time against this England team, which I think tops 300 in on a bad day. So yeah. this will be low slow pitches. There, the first one there is is on is in Bridgetown. So uh, it's already been they played a test there. So it'll be an interesting one. Uh, yeah. The other thing, well, I don't know if you saw what was in the news in the last couple of days. Uh, Ian Morgan, the England one-day captain, was saying he really does not expect Jofra Archer to be a part of the squad. Even though okay. there's a lot of clamor going on about Jofra Archer's inclusion, uh, okay. sort of he was he was non-committal. He was he did not say yes, 
yes we would like him in the squad that's how he left it he sort of say, uh, said uh, he would leave it to the selectors because you know there there are players like uh, liam plunkett who also bowls a very heavy mm-hmm. ball and can hit the mm-hmm. ball long and hard this guy sort of in and around the england squad for a while right so uh, and chris chris works is there david willey yeah. might come back into the picture so uh, there are other people who are sort of ahead of the skew and let's not forget mark wood who suddenly is back in the limelight after yeah. his in the last yeah, test yeah. right But you know oh. what, uh, Owen Morgan, uh, in one of his earlier interviews, I think it must have been a couple of months ago, mm. he had actually inclined towards, uh, you know, um, including Jofra Archer uh, in the uh, squad, if given with a chance. Interesting. I, I thought that's, that's what he said uh, some time ago. Now he's probably backtracking on that. I don't know. And because oh, I think he has to keep the morale up because there is a guy called uh, Mark Wood who is uh, uh-huh. really well right now. So I think... is just making the uh, squad you know players a bit secure about their uh, position of course yeah. look at this um, late stage maybe they are not really uh, they are not really keen mm. but yes you are probably right that uh, the way he put it let me put it like this earlier this month what ian morgan said is jofra archer will have to earn his way into the england team mm. you are absolutely right he sounded excited late last year he sounded very excited about jofra archer having a possibility of playing in england team but uh, recently as recently as the first week of february he seemed to say that you know um, jofra archer is 23 so he has a lot of time to play international mm-hmm. cricket for england and also he said that he'll have to earn his place just like very much like what uh, morgan himself had to do he had yeah. he had to earn his place and then now he's the skipper of england so something like this jofra archer he may or may not qualify but he'll have to earn his place because there's already a pecking order of fast bowlers set up yeah. right So this is what i meant but, but you know what one thing is for sure uh, england mm-hmm. batting is very strong uh, mm-hmm. just in the warm up game uh, uh, both uh, jorut and uh, this guy uh, jason roy both of them scored centuries remember that i one? see uh, yeah I, see. i think this was just yesterday in fact indeed indeed so yeah so yeah it looks like you know uh, when it comes to gale at least mm. he likes the limelight yeah <laughs> he, <was laughs> he did say that you know uh, the crowds at the caribbean will get one last chance to see him play one day cricket before the world cup maybe his very last time he said mm-hmm. on these shores right he has claimed that he will retire after the world cup from odis giri the universe yeah. boss right? yeah um so he's he's effectively 273 runs short of 10000 runs in one day cricket so what we were discussing earlier sort of a swan song as well as a chance to complete this landmark he may have sort of had a talk with the selectors about this and maybe they they are sort of inclined yeah. to you know give him this chance because uh, speaking even before the one day series is done uh, about playing in the world cup seemed sort of bombastic but that's how chris gill does it right because he did he did claim that you know the tournament uh, should be won by the youngsters of west indian cricket for him as a tribute uh, okay player. they always do him basically exactly <laughs> also this is a very interesting interview from i think george dobell wrote this so he said that um, you know uh, england should invite him to the 100 if they kick it off in 2020 he should be a part of it he said because he was the one that exploded t20 so he'll be the one that explodes 100 by playing in the very first tournament he claimed right right wow so he believes he believes in his um, myth at least one person does so that's good to you know well i expect nothing less uh, from chris kale <laughs> <laughs> of course of course no but he does talk and walk sometimes he does both but so. you have to uh, spare a thought for him because uh, you know even though he was not part of this odi squad he has been playing cricket all around the year with all these franchises uh, in uh, t20 so i think that that uh, will uh, help him 
Mm-hmm. to have some kind of fitness because you need to keep playing to have that fitness as well as the skill uh, you know part of your uh, of course uh, yeah so i think it's important for him to do that even so though it might that. be a diminishing sort of a skill i think he's still very potent right yeah. order yeah. right if he comes off if he even goes for 20 25 overs west indies would be set up with a very good platform because they sort of play their one day cricket very old school where they mm. sort of look to start very slow and get to get to 130 140 by the 30th over and then explode if chris mm. gill goes off at the top of the order they might actually match england total for total right yeah i don't know how it will work out in a chase at least when they're setting setting up a total he would really help yeah. i think yeah right yeah. so all right so maybe we can move on to the next uh, ongoing uh, one day that is between uh, new zealand and bangladesh Yeah. So this is the third one day it has just started it's officially the 20th of february but uh, it has already started in our time zone so it's 19th uh, just close to midnight and it's just started so um, new zealand um, have made three changes they have saudi who replaces henry and then uh, munro has been uh, chosen to replace williamson and um, astle has been uh, i think he's out injured i wouldn't say mm. drop so he's out injured and chatner replaces him right so bangladesh won the toss and elected to field interestingly right yeah. and tom leatham will wear the captain's band for this match for new zealand i think oh. they are also trying out a few options yeah so, grooming him probably yeah exactly exactly he he does have some captaincy potential and some pedigree is what i read previously so they are trying out a few things so the match is already into the 11th over and uh, new zealand are 53 for 1 Colin Munro, who was given another opportunity to sort of press a claim for the World Cup squad, has failed. By the looks of it, he's been out on a, for a cheap score of eight. He's been taken out by Mashraf Murtaza right at the top. Also, when it comes to Bangladesh, they have made one change. Right, they have brought mm-hmm. in a bowler for a batsman. They have brought in Rubel Hussain, who will be replacing uh, Mohammad Mithun. This seems like a bit of a left field selection for me, simply because uh, Mohammad Mithun was. Uh, the highest scorer in their previous two matches right unless uh, maybe he's injured i have not yet followed up on this do you know anything about this no i have no idea actually i'm just looking at the score myself so all right this is all new right. All, right. all right so yeah i think uh, i just read that uh, mohammad mithun has been injured and he has a hamstring strain so he's he's sort of not available for about two weeks so as a result yeah. uh, he has had to be replaced okay uh, that was the quick uh, round up let's see how this match goes i think we can cover it in detail in the upcoming episodes yeah right. yeah moving on to the uh, other things uh, in the world mm-hmm. uh, we just had the big bash uh, uh, big bash league finalized uh-huh. um, uh, last last weekend in fact yeah uh, it was a match between the two melbourne teams melbourne stars and melbourne renegades uh, uh-huh. and in the end melbourne renegades uh, came out as victors So it was basically down to uh, uh, Aaron Finch versus Jimmy Mac- James Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, sorry. Um, and uh, Aaron Finch uh, won this, uh, ma- you know, uh, this match. And then uh, <clears throat> this was primarily due to uh, a good all-round per- performance by uh, Dan Christian, mm-hmm. uh, the veteran uh, crusader. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, one important thing here is uh, Melbourne Stars were very. Uh, nicely poised at the end of 10 overs to win this match they were 90 odd runs uh, in 10 overs and they they were only wow. looking at a score of 145 150 close even less than 150 runs yeah um so 145 so they had a target of 146 uh, 
Mm-hmm. But w- once they lost uh, Marcus Toynis, they kind of had a collapse and they never got there in the end. They were seven down at the end of 20 overs and they were only, I think they they lost it by 13 runs. So it was uh, an, yeah, kind of uh, anticlimax uh, to the whole tournament. Uh, but I think Melbourne Renegades were deserved winners. I think uh, they, they, um, they deserve to win this and... Uh, Good for mm-hmm. Finch because he has uh, one trophy up his sleeve now, so it's good. Good indeed. Point. Yeah, he's the Australian captain, probably. Yeah. The one-day format heading to the World Cup, so I think it's good. It's a good boost for him, of course. But yeah. I really feel for uh, Glenn Maxwell and the, <laughs> you know, stars. It was such an anticlimax. You're absolutely right that you know Glenn Maxwell, he himself could not do much. They had a mm-hmm. real meltdown. You're absolutely right. Chasing uh, 146 to win, they were so well placed that at the end of 13 overs. They were uh, they lost Toynis, as you said. Yeah. From then it was a it was not even it was not very tough. It was hardly run a ball, and in T20 that's nothing, right? It was a yeah. pure panic, I think. One of those uh, classic panics that spreads through the dressing room, and then they ended up uh, you know not being able to choose, finish off the match, and uh, they had a series of single digit scores between mm-hmm. the batsman number three to batsman number seven, and then that really cost them the match. And of course, uh, credit has to be given to. Um, you know, the Christian, Dan Christian, this yeah. journeyman cricketer who has represented Australia in the past. But, yeah. you know, he's probably a bit long in the tooth near the end of the uh, mm-hmm. near the end of his career. But now he was the man of the match in both the semi-final and the final. Deservedly, because he also contributed to the bat in the final. He made a 30-ball 38 and kept uh, Tom Cooper company as they set up sort of a middling sort of a total, not a really challenging one. But mm-hmm. uh, in spite of that, no, they were able to win. I think I heard multiple people from the Melbourne Renegade squad, Tom Cooper, Aaron Finch, everybody expressing a bit of a surprise how they got away with winning it. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the end, that's all that matters, I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So maybe we can go through a couple of the miscellaneous uh, topics that are uh, out there in the cricketing world. So um, first thing is that uh, we read that uh, IMG Reliance, which was a broadcasting partner, for PSL's fourth season, you know, for the television coverage deal and so on, has uh, decided to pull out of the deal. You know, they, they've claimed a force majeure and uh, they've decided to pull out of the deal. And this comes as a surprise. Maybe it might be related to the ongoing, uh, you know, impact of the Pulwama tragic incident that has happened. So we don't know. Let's see. I think PSL is uh, looking out for a new broadcasting partner. What I read on Twitter is that they have found some somebody who is able to replace uh, this company. And the let's say the tournament uh, tournament itinerary will not change. Also, the commentary team might not change, so they may have got uh, got a very good deal. So, Wasim Khan, who's the new MD of PCB, said he they always had a contingency in place, so they're probably executing that one, right? So, uh, also in other minor PSL news, Hafiz Mohammad Hafiz's tournament uh, seems to be over because. Uh, he's had a bad uh, hand injury when he stopped. Uh, when he, in his own bowling, he tried to stop a strong hit from the batsman, and uh, he sort of dropped the catch. But more importantly, injured his finger very badly. So Salman Butt has replaced him in the PSL uh, team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rahul Lahore Kalandars. But the problem is, um, I think it's, it's such a you know major injury that they are saying his World Cup might be in doubt. That that comes across as a unfortunate thing for him, right? Yeah. Okay, so now there has been uh, some uh, talk about uh, stump mics being turned down or turned up. So, mm-hmm. would you like to weigh in on one side or the other, Giri? 
on this debate well i'm i'm going to sit on the fence on this one i'm i'm not i'm going to be a bit cautious before introducing this uh, uh-huh. or you know full fledgedly i would say i think the uh, um, stem microphone has its uh, advantages uh, along with disadvantages the advantage being uh, you can enjoy the game from mm-hmm. you know from the perspective of the players and the kind of banter they are having uh, in between them mm-hmm. that's the advantage the mm-hmm. disadvantage is that uh, on one hand uh, some nasty things are going to be said out in the middle and uh, this will also be captured whether we would should hear those kinds of things or not that's another that's up for debate i think that's another story altogether um, yeah. so i'm going to be a bit cautious I, i don't know if we are ready for that yet or which will ever be ready for this because uh, you're going to take some character out of the game if you introduce microphone and people will get more aware of what uh, you know when the, the players will get more aware of uh, become more aware of uh, what they're going to say out in the middle and maybe it will, it probably will take the intensity out of the game i don't know what's mm-hmm. what is uh, your thought on this i think you captured the let's say the duality or the uh, duality in the nature of this debate very well you know it it has both advantages and disadvantages so for example the advantages you're right you know we live in a pc world and there is no room for things like racism or mm. you know homosexual uh, homosexual hatred and these sort of things right homophobia out there so maybe those things don't belong on the pitch but at the other end some real funny stories in cricket have come out of these characters who are sometimes a little politically incorrect but these are some of the most enduring uh, stories if you were to recollect i mean most of this i can't mention on air but the banter between botham and uh, rod marsh for example or ramnaresh sarvan and magrath maybe that was a little unsavory one or the funnier one is edo brandes and magrath right so yeah. uh, edo brandes and one of the other fast australian fast bowlers so when you remember some of these slightly funny stories it does it does not bode well if you remove all the character out of the game it might be too much polished maybe it's not a good thing but on the other hand there is still no room for racism or homophobia right so some of these unsavory things may have to be given up by the players while still retaining some color that's a big challenge so the other thing uh, somebody like fika the um, you know the australian player body sort of made a comment that not all parts of a debate or not all parts of an argument or not all parts of a conversation might be heard and that might give unnecessary color to an argument that may not really be required for example in the latest example of shannon gabriel being banned he owned up to what he said and that was rightfully a wrong thing to say and he was penalized that's right but what if tomorrow uh, only a part of the conversation is coming uh, on a stump mic and the other player who is actually does not have anything to say because it's a he says she says or he says yeah. he says in this case in front of a match referee he would not have a leg to stand upon that might not be a good thing right you might want to be a bit cautious when it comes to these things that's why i think uh, sanjay manjrekar spoke out saying turn the stump mics down it might not be a good idea but then i think everybody and uh, their uncle jumped on him saying what you saying mm-hmm. etc because you know there is there is room for uh, pc Uh, police out there so somebody like moin ali had a very valid point he says turn up the stump mic because i think he's been a he's been a target for many you know targeted targeted comments against maybe his religion or his choices that he has made in life so then i think as a recipient of some very bad remarks i think he may have some points there but sanjay manjrekar also may have a point so it's a very nuanced debate i don't think it's easily concludable you got that right but yeah. you know as we were discussing off air maybe it, it makes sense that players are made aware there is this stump mic which can be turned down any time on and it will be 
let me put mm. it like this so they are always forced to be on their guard and their best behavior but then there is still some color that is written because i think that's what they did in the indo india australia series that's when they recorded this pant and uh, mm. you know uh, debate conversation babysitting yeah. indeed mm. so there there has to be some color that still remains that that's what we go there for we don't go there to see very well policed uh you know matches but yeah let's see let's see I mean, somebody who plays a little bit of first class sorry club scene here in the netherlands i know what it means you know there is so there is some color and it should remain that's my opinion all right any more to add on this debate giri no i think for now we good uh, we, we can take it up <laughs> another time there's a lot of points to talk about here i think we, Indeed. it's going to be a spicy conversation the one thing i can say to add to this matter is that uh, in the latest episode of one tip one hand i think they have uh, a guest tasneem samar khan who uh, is a contributor with uh, gorilla cricket and also i think she's a human rights lawyer outside of that so i think she mm-hmm. makes a very cogent argument on both sides and why where let's say the decision should fall that's a very nice and entertaining episode i would recommend it to anybody who's interested so moving on quickly so we had another uh, interesting match today uh, list a fixture between oman and scotland where roman were bowled out for 24 kiri were you able to follow this or maybe later on no, i just i just saw it uh, later well, when uh, you know the result i just saw the result i didn't go through the details i think you're right it started very early in netherlands time at 6:30 and even before i was awake i think it was finished more or less because <laughs> the match lasted a mere uh, you know 20 hours more in twin more or less so batting first roman scored 24 where the highest score was 15 made by khawar ali batting at 3 and the next highest uh, scorer was extras who made 3 and uh-huh. then uh, so there were 24 all out so scotland only required the services of three bowlers who shared the wickets between them and then they scored the runs in a matter of you know 20 balls so that was that so it was a very uh, let's say one sided match so tomorrow or let's say later today oman get another opportunity in the second list a match between the same teams let's see if they can do a bit better right uh in the one of the last points we have for today we were reading in the papers today nasir jamshed will be in trial uh in the uk in december so if you remember in the previous edition of psl he was uh, sort of caught along with two other individuals uk nationals who were trying to you know um, set up a spot fixing ring in the psl uh, tournament and uh, so pakistan board has already found and penalized about five other players right with the varying degrees of uh, uh, punishments so uh, nasir jamshed himself was given a 10 year ban by pcb effectively ending his career so uh, the other people who are sort of caught uh, and are admitted to something were sharjil khan who also faced a very long ban khalid latif uh, both of them were banned for 5 years then of course mohammad nawaz mohammad irfan and shahzad hasan received very small sentences mm-hmm. but i think they are now trying to earn their way back into the team but uh, i think uh, we could effectively say the careers of sharjil khan and khalid latif are over and of course that of nasir jamshed is over now on top of it nasir jamshed will face some courtroom proceedings and he may get a custodial sentence in the uk so this is something that we came across in the papers today so just a quick mention on that that's about it for today so uh, uh, all that remains is a bit of housekeeping so before we go to the housekeeping i think uh, let us ask the trivia question for this week giri so yeah. we you know we we post these uh, uh, periodic uh, quizzes on our uh, facebook page or on our twitter account so we encourage all our followers to sort of listen to this and participate or come look at it and participate you know 
you're we're very much interested in finding out which way the wind is blowing when it comes to cricket ongoing cricket events and we would set up a quiz that is very much in uh, you know in concurrence with these events so we would be very much enthusiastic if we were to also get some participants yeah so today's trivia question is uh, i don't know if you have heard uh, our previous episodes a bit we actually discussed this in one of our previous episodes so if you have been hearing all our previous episodes you know the answer to this question so the question is who is the highest run getter that is the aggregate in ranji trophy history so far it's very easy if you heard our previous episodes so we are looking forward to more correct answers this this week or in the for the upcoming week so uh, you can always get in touch for the answer or for other things for comments and so on with us using our uh, mail id which is armchair.cricket@gmail.com or on twitter at armchaircrickpod or via our facebook page so do keep in touch do keep listening to our uh, episodes so as we have already discussed this quite a lot of cricket that we can look forward to in the upcoming episodes right so thanks a lot for listening to us guys uh, have a nice rest of the day wherever you are listening from that's it from us bye 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 you're listening to the armchair cricket podcast